you are about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake Church. Well, I am Pastor Rob Bailey here at South Lake Church. And as we, we are now here at South Lake, starting a new series called Spiritual Disciplines. As we talked last week, we are in a season called Lent. It's a time to prepare us for Easter, the joy of Jesus' resurrection. But it's also good to take that time ourselves to reflect the things that are going on. So these next six weeks, we'll be talking about different ways that we can actually grow in our faith for ourselves, but also one another as we share that relationship of Jesus. And we're starting off this week talking about the importance of devotion and study. See, here at Southlake, we engage, grow, and share Jesus. This is who we are. One of the great ways to engage is devotion and study. So that's what we're talking about today. Now, the question I have is, anybody ever received a letter before? Do they still do pin pails with the post office? I remember having somebody from New Zealand at one point as a kid growing up. So when we send letters and we get letters that are letters from those we love, not from the government or from creditors, not those letters, but letters from people we love, are we excited to read them, typically? Yes. Yes. Why are we excited? How do we feel when we're opening it up? You feel excited? Maybe it's from a grandmother or grandfather, someone from your lo- you know, loved one there. Do they typically write encouragement in our letters? Yeah. Yeah, it depends. They normally say that they love and care about you in those letters? Yeah. Again, it depends. But with letters, we have a relationship with somebody, and it's exciting to read them. Do we have letters from God? Now think about that for a second. Do we have letters from God? The answer is yes. So good. I'm glad we're all like, I'm glad we're excited about that. Yes, we do. And one of the best ways to have that letter, receive that letter, is is in this thing called the Bible. God's words in here. Now, this does this look a little intimidating? Just a little bit? I would actually make an argument that this probably has more footnotes than scripture in it. That's just my opinion. Uh, No, but when we say that we get these letters and words from God, and we say we find it in the Bible, it can be really difficult to start opening this and reading this. And for most people, when you read the Bible, and you're going to try to read all of it, where do you start? At the beginning. Well, in here, there's a reading plan, there's an index, name ancient empires, Genesis, here we go. Oh, there's an introduction. Ah, here we go, finally. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we continue reading from there. For most people, if you start reading in Genesis, can you read through Genesis? For most people, yep. Some people, no. In Genesis, a lot of the Bible stories you might remember from Sunday school, if you went to Sunday school, stories you've seen from movies that are biblical, a lot of them will find in Genesis. Then you get this book called Exodus, Something about Moses and Egypt. There's a movie called Ten Commandments. We talked about that last week. All right, so good. So far, so good. Then we start reading laws. Then we start reading more laws. Then we start reading about sacrifices and laws. 
Then we start reading about clothing in ways you're supposed to wear clothing and what we're supposed to eat. And the next thing that happens is people get lost reading the Bible. In fact, many people stop reading when they hit the book of Exodus. Halfway through is when a lot of people stop reading. Again, like I said, I asked the question, do we have letters from God? Absolutely. God actually writes to us and loves us here in Scripture. But if we have a hard time getting through the first book and a half, how do we read it? How do we understand it? I got some good news. There's other ways in trying to read a book cover to cover, I promise. So for the early church, they struggled with this because they understood that Scripture were God's word letters to us. So the question then is, how do you then read it, understand it, and really get into it? Well, I'm going to share with you a word that really helps us understand exactly this type of reading. It's called Lectio Divina. It's Latin. And what that means is a divine reading. So what the church did was come up with a way that we can actually read Scripture and allow it to actually read to us like we're reading a letter. And there's four parts to it. The first is just reading a piece of scripture, Lectio. So open up your Bible to anywhere you want and just read a section of scripture. Then there's Mitatio. That is meditation. So what you do is after you read some scripture, take time to meditate on it. Ask yourselves, what is going on in my life right now? What's happening? Then you're supposed to contemplate. What's God saying to me within this reading? And you read it one more time. How do you pray? So this is a four-part way of reading through Scripture that the church has done. But what is it about Scripture that we want to study it? We want to spend time in devotion in it? Well, the best answer was our reading today. Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to work through what, or say, the writer of Hebrews is writing to the church about what it means to be in the Word. Again, we talk about the early church used to this four-part reading, but I want to share with you what does Scripture say about actually being in the Word. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Has anybody ever been to church or reading the Bible and read something that just hits you right here in the heart. That's what I love about this scripture because it actually is what, that's exactly what it's calling out. It's saying how scripture acts like a sword and cuts each and every one of us. And I love that explanation, a two-edged sword. See, for myself and many people together, we believe in the Bible, in the word. It's this thing called law and gospel. Law is God's will, the do's, the don'ts. What does it mean to be somebody of God's? And for a lot of us, we know the Ten Commandments. Those Ten Commandments are a great summary of God's do's and don'ts and how we're supposed to live this out. The hardest part we realize when we talk about that is, can we live out all God's do's and don'ts? No, we mess up again and again. Well, this is saying to us that Scripture calls us out when we're struggling with that. And if you're at the person who says that, oh, I have it all under control, it's going to cut you and let you go. And guess what? You don't have it all together. But for some of us, do we realize we struggle? 
Are there times where we ask God for forgiveness? Because, you know, how do we, you know, live, live this out? How do we handle the do's and don'ts and the fact that we can't handle it? God, please forgive me. Don't smite me. We might not use the word smite. I don't know what the Texas version of smite is yet. It's probably fixing to do something, though. <laughs> but a lot of us, when we read Scripture, we don't need to hear we're messing up because we realize it already, but we need to hear that God loves us and cares for us. That's the good news. And through all of Scripture, we see that God loves his people. God cares about them. And when your heart is messed up wondering, is there forgiveness and love of God? Scripture tells you, yes, there is. But sometimes that's the hardest message that you can hear right now. Because it's easier to blame yourself or somebody for all the things that are happening instead of hearing, you know what? God still loves you. You are his child. And no matter what you do and what you screw up, he takes all of it away. Sometimes it's hard to hear because we want to be the ones that do it. But scripture is really clear. He does. So scripture acts like a two-edged sword. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. He's the one whom we are accountable. When I share and talk with people on my walks of life, just hearing how things are going, when I've talked with members here at South Lake, those who've gone to other churches, a lot of times I'll hear is, sometimes when I go to church, it's as if the message was exactly what I needed to hear that day. How did Pastor Rob or the pastor know that I needed to hear these very words? Or in your daily devotion, you read something that pops up on your Facebook feed or in your book at home. It's like, did God plan for me to open up the book and read that specific message? Here's a hint. It has nothing to do about the guy preaching. It has nothing to do with that book you have or the Facebook accounts that you subscribe to. See, the key secret why sometimes when you come to church it feels like it's exactly what you need to hear is because you're hearing the word of God. It knows your thoughts, your minds. It knows what you're going through. And when you hear it and read it, it's amazing how it works on your heart and your mind. So the more I hear when people say, man, it feels like I heard exactly what needed to be heard, you know what that tells me? Rob got out of the way and let the word be in front on your Facebook feed, in that book you had, when you opened it up, you took time out of your life to allow God's word to hit you. Maybe in a love, maybe a little more of a knock upside the head, but you allowed that to happen. You allowed God to work through that. So that's the key secret ingredient when it comes to here at South Lake as we all join together. It's not about our worship. It's not about our preaching. It's not about our serving. When we let the word of God be front and center, it's amazing the effect it has in all of our lives. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. The high priest of our, who understands our weaknesses, he faced all the same testing that we did, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly before, before the throne of gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. See, with all the things that we struggle with, God knows what we're dealing with. Jesus came to be here on earth to live a life like us, to suffer like we suffered, 
So if you're struggling with something today, things you need to be praying about on your heart and mind, God knows how that feels. In the garden, Jesus prayed. He wept. He cried. You have a God that understands your emotions, your struggles, and all those things you're facing. So when you come before him, when you pray with him, he is with you. I can tell you, there's no other God, there's nothing else in this world that will understanding that can share that kind of message. A God who actually understands who you are, what you're going through, and is with you. And what is his name? Jesus Christ. As we gather together here at South Lake, this is the joy I'm going to share with everybody here. For those who aren't here today, but need to hear this wonderful message, you have a God that loves you and cares for you. Not because I know it, not because I told it or said it, because we have these letters, these words of God that share that relationship. This is why we study. This is why we devote ourselves. It's not about knowledge or being smart about it. It's about knowing who this Jesus is. Knowing that there's a God that loves you and cares about you. That's the good news. So the question then for all of us, how do we live that out? For those of you who walked in, I saw some people picked it up. We have these nice sheets here. So if you're curious in your devotion, your study, how to read through Scripture, we have it right here. See, please take one, color on it, doodle on it, but use this as a way to help you read through Scripture. And again, I'll walk through this with you. Take time to read a section of Scripture and just read it through. Read it again. So that's the second time. Read it again. But just take time to think about what's, what's it talking about. Just take time with everything in your own heart, your mind that's going on. How does that all work together? Read it a third time, that same piece of Scripture. What's God trying to tell me now? What, how do I live that out? And lastly, in that fourth time, read it one more time. Just take time to be in prayer. So this time of Lent, this week, if you're looking for a practice of how to be devoted and studied, this is a great way in your own devotions. So please take one. Again, color on it. Doodle on it. It's okay. Here at South Lake, for the last year, over 14 months, we've been on this journey called Immerse, where we've read through all of Scripture, or listened to all of Scripture, or showed up to the study and heard about Scripture. The point being, we've been on this journey now for 14 months. We've completed reading through the entire Word of God. And what's exciting is, this Saturday, we're starting that up again. What I have here is Messiah. This is the entire New Testament. In over 16 weeks, we're going to read through all of it. I know 16 weeks sounds like a lot. I promise you on the daily readings, it's actually very manageable. Now, why am I so excited to share this? Because there are people here today that a year ago started their journey on Messiah. They're a part of us here because they took, took a, a step, a leap, to eat breakfast and hear the love of God in this message. And what's really cool, what's been shared with me, is that because this doesn't look like a Bible, you feel really comfortable in public reading it, and when people ask you, what are you reading? You can say, I'm reading this thing called Colossians. 
which they have, probably have no idea what you're talking about. But you can share the message of what's been going on. And what happens with Immerse, which I love the most, is that all we do is ask four questions. What stood out to you this week? Hmm. Sounds a lot like meditatio, meditation. Was there anything confusing or troubling? And the cool thing about that question, the whole group gets to share things that they dealt with. And I can tell you, many people had the same questions and were shocked to know that others were dealing with the same problems in that week. But guess what? That's that two-edged sword working on everybody, and it's amazing how people are in the same spot. Did anything make you think differently about God? Oh, contemplate. And we get a chance to share together, has our relationship with God changed or differed, or there's things we're working through as a group? And lastly, how might this change the way we live? What's the point of all this? What can we pray about with what we've read? Here at Southlake, we engage, grow, and share Jesus. One of the best ways to engage is to be in his word. My encouragement for all of you to know about who Jesus is, join us with Messiah, or take a step throughout the week and work through the readings yourselves. I'm excited for this journey. I am excited for these next six weeks. I'm excited for what Southlake's going to do as we get to be in a devotion and study of this relationship of Jesus. Because there's some good news that we need to read, but there's good news we need to share with others. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. Way to stay up to date that's all happening here at South Lake Church here in League City, Texas.